welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Chris Barth with Bradford National Bank joins to discuss how a commercial loan officer can be an asset to you and your business, as well as how to prepare if you expect you may be in need of a loan in the coming years. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Chris Barth with us with Bradford National Bank. Chris is a commercial loan officer for them, and so we're going to talk through a little bit about how to plan for your lending needs and what you can do financially to prepare ahead. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so <clears throat> 33 years old. I've been in the banking industry for probably about 10 or 11 years now. Okay. Um, I started out on the, the retail side of the bank as a teller gotcha. while I was finishing up college at uh, SIUE, go Cougars. Yeah, absolutely. SIU alum here too. <laughs> and, and Erica back there. Nice. Yeah. So uh, after that, I was fortunate enough to get on with another bank in the Effingham, Illinois market yeah. by the name of Dietrich Bank and, okay. and got a ton of experience over there on the loan and credit side of things. Gotcha. Um, so fast forward to 2020, um, uh, linked up with the folks at Bradford nice. and just let them know, hey, you know, I'd love to come back there and work again. A little more local. Yeah, for sure. Closer to home. Yep. Cool. And, uh, you know, here we are. So That's awesome. So how long have you been with Bradford now? Uh, it'll be two years here in okay. uh, September. Awesome. Or August, somewhere around there. So Very cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit um, kind of about Bradford and the bank and just kind of give us a little rundown on, on how things operate there. Yeah, so uh, the bank is uh, headquartered in Greenville, okay. Illinois. Greenville's 50 or 60 miles east of St. Louis. Gotcha. Um, small town of like 7,000 people. Okay. Uh, we've got two locations there. We've got a location in Highland, Illinois, okay. and uh, Marine, Illinois, so a little bit closer, kind gotcha. of that metro east area. Okay. Um, total asset size of the bank, we were bumping $500 million nice. at the end of 21. Okay. Um, and I assume we'll we'll cross that threshold at some point here in 2022. So that's awesome. In my opinion, kind of the perfect size. Yeah. Uh, of, not too of big, a bank. not too small. You can do a lot, but little, exactly best right. of both worlds. Exactly right. Okay. You've heard horror stories of folks that that deal with some of the bigger yeah bigger banks out there, and uh, they go, they submit what they need to submit to the bank, and basically all it does it it gets scanned and emailed up to the corporate office yep. and. It might be two weeks. Yep. It might be two months before they hear there's something no, back. And there's so. no personalized touch or anything. Yeah, there. exactly. Okay. So That's awesome. So kind of walk us through the process of applying for a commercial loan. Like what should business owners expect? What is kind of the process? You know, you kind of mentioned the timeline, right? And I know obviously that can always vary and change. For sure. Um, but kind of give us, give us a little background on that. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I like to do and is really the most enjoyable part of my job is, is getting to sit down with folks and hear their story. Gotcha. Um, oftentimes, you know, we're dealing with multi-generate, multi, multi 
uh, gener- generational uh, family-owned businesses yeah. here. So, you know, um, it's it's really cool to hear their story, their successes, and you, you can really hear the the pride in their voice talking about yeah. their business and uh, the blood, sweat, and tears they poured into it. So, yeah. getting to hear that story is pretty cool. Okay. Um, and then you know from there I can kind of pick up on things yeah. and you know maybe um, they need they'd like to to purchase the building they've been renting for the past five years right. or maybe you know they need to buy this new piece of equipment that's going to help them produce X amount more yeah. goods a year. Um, so you know that that's kind of the the first thing and then after that we do have to compile some some financial records right um unfortunately you can't just do things on a hand <laughs> can't do things right. on a handshake anymore really you mean there's regulators that like keep an eye on that right yeah you can't just vouch for somebody like yeah. oh he's a good guy yeah exactly. I, I play golf with him every week he'll, he'll pay his bills right yeah um, that go over well yeah yeah okay so get all the financials together yeah and then kind of yeah kind of look at everything uh we'll touch on kind of what we look at here later but you know um you know that's kind of the general process cool that's awesome well i think it's a good thing to know you know i think a lot of times people view like the commercial lending side as for like brand new businesses right you think of a lot of people that you know like you said need a building need to purchase equipment need to build out something Right. right like restaurants or retail stores Uh, But I think there can be a lot of benefits to service businesses too, right? Like you mentioned, if you, if you can buy something that, you know, increases your efficiency, it increases your ease of doing business. um, You know, you can produce more in less time, any of that type of stuff. um, I think that that, you know, can be a big asset to people too, right? So I think it goes a lot more beyond just focusing on new businesses, business plans, like that type of thing. Uh, to people that can purchase equipment that can save them time that can you know help them in their day-to-day business right Right. so you know it's uh you know i like try to tell people like it's not a good idea to have a lot of debt looming in your business but sometimes it can make a lot of sense for sure you know sometimes there's things you guys can do to help business owners alleviate those stresses you know make life easier that it's it's justifiable debt right credit card debt maybe not as much right (laughs) you know but a, a loan on a piece of equipment or an asset or something that you know, you can depreciate out, take the expenses on and, you know, um, help make your life a little easier. I think that could be beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, we have a perfect transition in here. Uh, You know, the different types of of loans that we have, you know, one, one of those would be um, a a business line of credit. So, you know, a business line of credit is something that you'll borrow short term for maybe 12 months or somewhere in yeah. that range to, to fund your input costs. Um, and then when you um, sell your product, you turn around and pay that back typically yep. within a 12 month period. So, I mean, there's no uh, downside to having a line of credit. Right. You know, you're not paying interest on it unless you use unless it. Unless you use it. Yep. So, yeah, I always view like a line of credit as kind of like an insurance policy that's like, Absolutely. It's easier to get when you don't need it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and usually when you need it and you don't have it is when it's really hard to get, right? Exactly. If you get in, an, in, in like a car accident, after that's not a good time to go then purchase car insurance, right? Like you kind of need it beforehand before the accident. Yeah. So um, no, I think that's a really good point of view because I think a line of credit is really something, again, for a lot of service businesses, contractors, anybody listening to this that kind of falls in that range. Like just even having a line of credit at your bank with your commercial lender is a really good thing to have because you never know when you may have a twenty thousand dollar check coming in that all of a sudden it was supposed to be in before your payroll exactly and it's not right so 
people yeah. need to get paid. Exactly, right? Take your employees yeah. aren't going to like that too much. No, no, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So line of credit's one type. Um, tell us about kind of the other two. Yeah. So you've got, you know, your, your intermediate borrowings, I would consider those such as uh, something along the lines of maybe purchasing a piece of equipment. So yeah. that's something that's probably going to be paid back within five to seven years. Okay. I mean, depending on the cost of such, you know, obviously if you're buying a half a million dollar piece of equipment. Right swinging that those payments over five years could be pretty hefty so yep. we can work with you on on as far as stretching those payments out okay. um and then lastly which is kind of you know the bread and butter of, of most banks is is lending on real estate so yep. you know typically you can stretch a payment on that <clears throat> out over 20 25 years somewhere okay. in that neighborhood cool um so yeah. so when is a good time, you know, let's say that there's somebody that's, you know, been renting an office space, right? Or they have a shop space. Um, I just always go to a contractor analogy because that's my background and stuff, right? right? That's a lot of our clients. But, you know, if you're renting a shop space, like, does it ever make sense to have that conversation about, like, you know, what does it look like to maybe buy a piece of property, right? Or, you know, I know some people are, are you know, explore the option of buying land and building a pole barn on it, right? right. Like, you know, kind of, I guess when should people start considering those things? Yeah. Um, really at any time, I suppose, yeah. you know, I mean, if you look at, you know, we can sit down and, and figure out kind of what the payments on something like that might look like. Right. Um, and, and oftentimes it's, it's darn near what they're paying in rent. Yep. So, you know, why wouldn't you, I mean, obviously you have the, the maintenance right. um, and things of that nature. You got to pay the taxes and the insurance yep. that you may not, but you know, why not consider that, um, yeah. basically at any time. Yep. Well, and I think one thing too, on that, on that front, cause we have some clients kind of in that boat right now or that are exploring that in the near future or have done it already. Mm -hmm. And one thing that can be done. And I would say like, check, talk to your attorney, talk to your accountant, see what makes the most sense. But one thing that you can sometimes do is actually create a second company. That's the property holding company. Right. And then your, you know, painting company, drywall company, whatever it is, rents that building you know from right. your other company right so sometimes there can be a lot of tax advantages to that sometimes it makes sense to separate out you know the liability and stuff with it sometimes it doesn't sometimes sure. it makes sense to do it all in the business name right so um i guess on the commercial on the, on the lending side of that you know does that have any effect on things if somebody starts like a brand new property company just to do all this they don't have the financial history to do it you know, like how does that kind of work on the financial piece of it? Yeah. So basically what, I mean, if you created a new LLC to yeah. simply own the real estate, okay, they may be the borrower, right? but we're going to get the operating entity to provide what we would call a guarantee. Okay. So cool. obviously all the cash flow basically is, yeah. is backed by the operating entity. Okay. The real estate cool. holding company doesn't yep. really have anything to go off of. Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. what we would do in a situation like that. Cool. Yeah, I just wanted, I was kind of curious. I've never really asked somebody in that situation, like, because yeah. you just started a brand new business, so there's no financial history with them. So are you still exactly. able to make something work with it? So, yeah. Um, no, that's good. And, and I think that that's, you know, there's a lot of things with like McDonald's, for example, right? McDonald's really made a lot of their money because they own the real estate, they own the buildings to everything. Right. Like, a, a lot of people don't realize that. They think the success of McDonald's is all in the burgers and fries in the system. And most of it is, mm -hmm. but a lot of the key to their success is because they own the property. Exactly. Know? And again, it, the situation isn't right for everybody, but I think that that's a really important thing that people overlook, right? A lot of times they're paying the same amount of money in rent yeah. as what they could do to own something or, you know, 
So again, there's risk involved. Every yeah. situation's different, but I think that that's something that I'm seeing more and more people like starting to, to to catch on to. Like, hey, it actually makes sense for us to explore buying something, or like I said, property and build a pole barn or something to use as shop space and office space or something. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so what are a few of the the biggest factors you guys look at when it comes to analyzing a, a you know potential commercial loan when somebody applies? Yeah, so. Uh, there's what we kind of refer in the industry to as the five C's of credit. Okay. So I'm not going to totally bore everybody with those. I'll yeah. focus on what I would say the top three are. Okay. Uh, the first is is cash flow or capacity. So gotcha. obviously, if, if I give you a loan, do you have the wherewithal to pay it back? Right. I mean, that's, that's what our goal is. Yep. Um, you pay the loan back. We make money. You hopefully have made some money along, right. along the way or there as well. At least met your goals. Yeah. So uh, that's the first one. And, and okay. most importantly, really, in my opinion, is, is the cash flow of the business. Yep. So uh, secondly would be um, the the capital situation. Okay. So um, let's say uh, your business does have a bad year or a second bad year. I mean, it happens, yep. you know, nobody's perfect. Um, does your business or the owners of said business have the capital to inject into that business to kind of prop things back up? Right. So um, we'll, we'll take a look at, at not only the business uh, financials, but also kind of the owners of that business. Right. Um, you know, if you've got $1,000 sitting in the bank and have a bad year, no, you know, it's not ideal. But right. if you've got 300 grand sitting in the bank after a bad year, well, you're probably going to be able to survive. Right. So, and that, that doesn't really hurt their chances of paying back their loan with you guys. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, uh, and then lastly, like I said, I'm just hammering in on three here, but, yeah. but then we look at the collateral. Okay. So if the first two, if, you know, our first two avenues of repayment fail. Yeah. Um, what's our and, and we we are forced to to kind of go the route of taking taking your, ownership your, of whatever, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, chances are, uh, I mean, real estate in our mind is is the best. Yeah. You can't you can touch it and feel it and see it. Right. Uh, versus a lot of um, other collateral may consist of accounts receivable and right. inventory and probably some equipment that. You know, chances are, you know, if if uh, we're in the posi- if we're in the position of foreclosure, yep. uh, all that stuff's going to be gone. Gotcha. And if it's not, we're going to get pennies on the dollar. Yeah. If we do have to sell it to yep. somebody, so. Well, and that's probably uh, I'm going to make the assumption here. You know what they say about assumptions, but um, <laughs> that that's why you guys prefer. You know, you kind of said that real estate is the bread and butter of you know a lot of commercial lending and stuff, and so I'm going to sure. assume that that's the reason why is because the the collateral piece of that absolutely absolutely yeah so i mean real estate's i mean got its fair share of risk with it as well i'm not gonna say it doesn't i mean real estate values now are probably the highest they've been right in some time so yep one and i think even too i mean the it's very interesting i'm anxious to see where this goes in the next three to five years because the last two years of you know the pandemic and whatever Mm -hmm. as much as i hate even talking about it but it's reality i guess you know it, it showed us that you can work from home, right? Exactly. And so I think it's changing some of the commercial real estate landscape for big buildings, big office buildings, right? But I think for a lot of the smaller businesses, the mom and pop places, right. it really doesn't change a whole lot, 
right? And again, Agreed. contractors are gonna need shop space. So that's not gonna change anything. If anything, it might open up more opportunities for them if there's more things available on the market. But yeah. uh, but I think it, in general, especially a lot of the properties we're talking about here for small to medium-sized businesses, real estate's only gonna appreciate. Exactly. It doesn't usually decline in value, yeah. right? Um, as long as you're in the right areas, so. Correct. Cool. Yeah, if you were, uh, you know, obviously Amazon seems to rule the world. And, yeah. And so brick and mortar retail, I, you know, I could be wrong, but, yeah. you know, shopping malls may be in some trouble. Yeah, some of those types that, of things. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely with all the online shopping. And again, I think the last couple of years really changed the landscape on that even or accelerated the trend sure. that was happening. Yeah, for but sure. But there's still a lot of brick and mortar traffic that happens, right? I live in Fairview Heights, which is or near Fairview Heights here in St. Louis, which isn't a good thing in the holiday season. But right. um, but there, I've seen, heard some studies about that, like over the years, and they're like nothing's really changed. Okay. Like a lot of people are shopping online, but a lot of people are still going to stores. You yeah. Know? So, um, my wife does. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I see. I see like ultra charges on our credit card, like. <laughs> a lot so sorry christina if you listen to this um well so what what are some ways business owners can kind of plan ahead financially um if they expect that they may need a loan in the future right we kind of talk about that future planning thing you know what are some things that they can kind of think through and, and just be mindful of if if maybe a property purchase is on the radar in two to three years right so um the probably the biggest thing to me would be to show that you're making money yeah i mean i i I mean nobody likes to pay uncle sam right that's i mean that's not a secret um and a lot of folks are pretty good at dodging that um but and that's great some legally some (laughs) questionably (laughs) but we won't get into that yeah i don't i don't know anybody personally but (laughs) so if the irs hears this don't call me (laughs) um so yeah i mean that can really handcuff you if, if you're trying to to borrow money um to 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 expand your business For buy sure. a property what have you um if you're not showing like when i just talked about the the five c's of credit the first right. one was cash flow yep so if you're not showing you're making any money you're gonna have a hard time swinging a payment for sure um so, or showing them that you can right yeah exactly yeah. I, I mean i you know, I have a conversation with folks all the time that I know them. And it's like, man, I, I know you're, you're good for it, but our bank, you know, our people sure. that are examining our bank don't know you from Adam. Right. And uh, they're not going to like this one bit. Yeah. We got to. Yep. Well, and that's good. And that's why I wanted to kind of bring that up because I see that a lot with people, right? Like it's, you know, and I get it. You know, you want to, if you can legally reduce your taxable income, you should. Right. right? Like you don't want to pay more in taxes than you have to. Um, but I think I see people take that to a whole different level and then all of a sudden they need something, right? We did an episode early on in season one, uh, with Emily flowers about mortgages Mm -hmm. in the same exact conversation with self-employed people. They, you know, reduce their taxable income as much as they can. And then they go try to get a mortgage and they're like, well, you don't make any money, right? right? It's the same thing with commercial lending for the business. If you don't show good net income, it's kind of hard to be like, how can we justify giving you a loan? Right. So, um, so that's where I always say, like, it's important to be proactive. You know, I know there's times that it's like, Oh, I could take this as a tax deduction. Uh, you know, maybe it's smart not to, if you know, things are coming up in the future, you know, you might be like, well, I'm gonna have to suck it up for a couple of years, maybe pay a little bit more in taxes than I really want to. Um, it's just part of the game. Yeah. Right. It's the unfortunate side of it. So, yeah. And we can, 
we can add back like interest and depreciation back into the yeah. overall cash flow. But yeah. but some of the stuff we see, you know, we can't add back. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Just a normal expense. You spent $50,000 so. at restaurants last year. I can't do anything <laughs> about that. Right. Exactly. That's, that's always the one like unnecessary expense area, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, but no, I think that's good to know. And I, I appreciate some of the insight on all that. Um, you For know, sure. as we, as we kind of wrap up here, like what's one final piece of advice that you'd really like to leave business owners with? Yeah. Um, I would say just be transparent cool. with your lender. Um, that's great. If you are experiencing some some hard times, I mean that's not uncommon. Right. Um, I don't need to be the first person you tell, but I I probably shouldn't be the last either. <laughs> right. Uh, or you shouldn't find out from like somebody else or from like you know them not paying. Right. Right. Like you yeah. At least hear it from them. Right. Exactly. I mean we're I mean we're we're gonna work with you. We're, yeah. we're not just gonna automatically um, start filing foreclosure or anything. Right. Like that's no fun for us either. Yeah. Um, so just be transparent and That's if good. you are experiencing difficulties, let us know and, and let's formulate a game plan to, cool. to help you out. Yep. Uh, that's good. I think, you know, one thing to, that's important to remember is like you guys are on their side as much as anybody else. hundred percent. Right. So, um, no, that's awesome. Well, I, I, like I said, I appreciate you taking time to come record this, provide some insight. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they've got questions? You know, I know you guys are able to kind of work with people case by case, you know, throughout the country. And For stuff. sure. Um, but especially here local in St. Louis, you know, how can people get a hold of you if they have questions or if they want to chat about something you can do for them? Yeah. So probably the best way is email or text. Uh, emails Chris Barth um, at BradfordBank.com. Perfect. Cell phone 618-292-1097. Awesome. Oh. Or uh, you can catch me in the office unless it's Friday after three yeah. um, at 618-664-2206. Awesome. I'll put all that in the podcast description here so people can refer back to it. So awesome. um, fantastic. Well, thanks again for taking time uh, yeah, to thanks record a lot for this. Having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.